Welcome to the Real Lost Boss podcast. Hello and welcome to episode three of the Real Lost Boss podcast. A calorie deficit is not a diet. That is what I'm going to discuss in this episode. You will hear all the time from me as well and loads of other influencers the words calorie and deficit. It is so common nowadays when it comes to weight loss. Yet five years ago, no one knew what a calorie deficit was. Five years ago, I didn't have a clue, if I'm going to be totally honest with you, what a calorie deficit was. Although I talk about it all the time, lots of other influencers talk about it all the time, I still feel now that loads of people still don't understand what a calorie deficit is. And at the end of this episode you will know exactly what it is. One thing it isn't is a diet. What is a diet? I hate the word diet or what the word diet has become. Eight billion people on this planet, every one of those eight billion people are on a diet. A diet is just what you eat on a day-to-day basis. But over the years, as weight issues have increased, obesity has increased, the word diet has now become synonymous with weight loss. So a diet is a weight loss method, a method to put you into a calorie deficit. The most common one in the UK, Slimming World, the most common one across the pond in the US, keto, the ketogenic diet where we don't eat carbohydrates. That's a diet that is a weight loss method. So what is a calorie deficit? Well, let's start at the basics. What is a calorie? A calorie is a unit of energy. I'm going to keep it as simple as I can. But a calorie is a unit of energy, and it's how we measure energy coming into the body and energy going out of the body. How do we take energy into the body? Calories into the body. That's a simple one. Food and drink. 99% of what we eat and drink contains calories, and that is calories going into the body. How do we take calories out of the body, that's a little bit more complicated because there are four ways. Number one, our metabolism. Our metabolism is the calories we burn on a day-to-day basis to survive, right? At rest, asleep, to live, to function. Brain function, the heart pumping blood around the body, our lungs taking oxygen in and out. If you're cold, you shiver. If you're hot, you sweat. This is all part of our metabolism. And for most people, that is going to be their biggest calorie burn in a day. On top of our metabolism, by the way, you might have also heard metabolism referred to as BMR, basal metabolic rate, the base amount of calories we need to live. Uh, On top of that, I'm going to keep this really simple. There is lots of fitness or technical or scientific jargon I could use, but I'm going to try not to to use that. Um, The second biggest way we burn calories is everyday movement. Cleaning the house, washing the car, walking around Tesco, taking the kids to to school, taking the dog around the block, uh, doing the ironing, making the tea at night time. That is everyday movement. Um, The third way we tend to burn calories, if we do this, is exercise. Um, Going to the gym, going swimming, going on a bike ride, going to your local village centre on a Thursday night to do Pilates with Barbara. 
all right that is exercise uh, and the fourth way which is something that's not really talked about that much is um the thermic effect of food now that is a bit of a scientific term but there's no other way really to describe it basically we lose a certain amount of calories of the food and drink we take in when it digests in our system it takes energy to digest chicken bread olive oil it takes energy to digest it so we lose a certain amount of the calories we consume uh, through the thermic effect of food if we add all those four things together so our metabolism or bmr everyday movement exercise and the thermic effect of food that gives us our total daily energy expenditure weekly energy expenditure our calorie burn when we look at food going in food and drink going in um, that's our calorie intake and when we compare our caloric intake with our caloric burn our calorie intake with our calorie burn that gives us an energy balance so we have three energy balances number one calorie surplus if you consume more calories than you burn over a consistent period of time you're going to gain body fat so if you burn 2,500 calories a day and you consistently eat 3,000 calories a day, your body fat levels are going to increase. Calorie maintenance, consuming the same amount of calories as you burn. Uh, if you do that, your body fat won't go up, but it won't go down either. Your body fat levels will simply maintain. So that's your calorie maintenance. And the big one, calorie deficit, consuming less calories than you burn. If you burn 2,500 calories in a day and you consistently eat 2,000 calories a day, then the extra calories that you're not giving your body through food and drink, your body will get from your stored energy. What is your stored energy? Body fat. That's all your body fat is. It's stored energy that your body has stored to use at a later time when you're not giving your body enough energy it actually probably goes back to well if we look at evolution you know caveman days ten thousand years ago we didn't have tesco extra we didn't have the spa that's open till midnight on a sunday night we didn't have just eat where i can get a four thousand calorie pizza you know there weren't caveman sort of dragging the clubs around and whatever else you know oh i'm a bit hungry i'll nip to tesco didn't work like that there was always going to be certain periods in time where food was abundant, certain periods throughout the year where food wasn't abundant. When food was abundant, we overeat to get fat. Um, and um, when food wasn't abundant and we couldn't get enough calories in, we had stored body fat to keep us alive. Animals still do it very, very commonly nowadays. I always use the bear analogy. So you've got a bear. Uh, it wakes up in spring and that bear is a skinny mini. He's absolutely loving life. He's bikini body, summer body ready, absolutely on it. Uh, and the bear's job over spring, summer, into autumn is to get fat. Salmon, honey, porridge at Goldilocks's house. And the bear just gets fatter and fatter and fatter throughout the year till it gets to around about November, maybe into December, and that bear's wobbling around all over the shop. What does it do? It goes to sleep for a few months, but it doesn't die. So a bear doesn't eat for three months and it doesn't die. Why? Because the stored body fat that it's created over summer, it uses to keep it alive while it hibernates over winter 
same cycle, spring, the bear wakes up, nice skinny mini, bikini body, ready to go. And the cycle continues. To solve the obesity epidemic that is currently happening in the Western world, we simply need to hibernate for three or four months of the year. But unfortunately, us humans don't do that. So, calorie deficit is not a weight loss method. It's not Slimming World. It's not Weight Watchers. It's not the Cambridge plan. It's simply how we describe consuming less calories than we burn. And it is the only way to consistently lose weight. And if you've done Slimming World for three months and you've lost a stone, stone and a half, got your two stone badge and you're running around jumping for joy, it is simply because sticking to the Slimming World plan has meant you over six weeks, eight weeks, three months, six months, however long you've managed to stick to it, you have been in a calorie deficit. So why, why do people think calorie deficit is a weight loss method? I think it's because it's become associated with calorie counting, which for me is just the most healthy and sustainable way there is to lose weight. What's the issue with all these fad diets? right? They're a fad. I've not labelled them that. They are a fad. What does a fad mean in terms of the dieting world? It means it's something, it's going to come and uh, come and go out of your life. It's only something that you're going to be able to stick to for a short period of time. Um, and for many people, a weight issue is a long-term problem. A long-term problem is always going to require a long-term solution. You're never going to sort a long-term problem out with a short-term solution. I always like to compare sort of calories to money. And, you know, if you're in a lot of debt and you've got a lot of money going out every month, credit cards, bank loans and stuff like that, someone, you know, you might be in 20 grand's worth of debt. And for whatever reason, you might win three grand on a scratch card. That three grand in the short term will make things a little bit easier, but eventually you'll burn through it and you'll be back to square one. And that's the same with a fad diet. You know, the only way to, to sort out long-term debt issues is to, you know, maybe borrow the, the 20 grand, pay off all your bits and pieces, pay the 20 grand off over 10 years, and then budget each month to make sure, you know, you save up a little bit and you don't end up in the same mess. Anyway. I'll talk more about that when I do the real loss boss finance or something like that. Anyway, so, um, yeah, long-term problem needs a long-term solution. And a fad diet just isn't going to cut it. And nowadays with social media, there is still a lot of garbage on social media about weight loss. Why do people want to lie? Why do people come on social media and lie about the best ways there is to lose weight? Why are the people on there going on about, you know, uh, eating sugar or eating carbohydrates raises your blood sugars. That releases insulin. Insulin's a fat storing hormone. So if you're going to do that, you're just going to store body fat and you're never going to lose any weight. It's all a load of nonsense. But why do people say that? Why do people come on and demonize food, demonize macronutrients? Financial gain. I said this um, the other week on a live. Controversy gets views. Negativity gets views. That's why there's loads of negativity in the news. There's no positive. There's loads of positive things going on in life, going on in the world. It's never documented. 
everything. Go watch the news. The next episode of the news, it will be negative story, negative story. It'll be someone's been stabbed. Someone's been, you know, sending pictures or paying someone for pictures they shouldn't be. Something's been bombed. Someone's crashed this, right? Unemployment's the highest it's ever been. That's all the news is. is negative, negative, negative. Why? Controversy, negativity creates views. Views in social media generally means followers. Followers means more clients. More clients means more money in the bank. That's it. That's it. It's money over morals. But there are a few, not all heroes wear capes out there, that are trying to tell the truth. Me included. I'm not saying me. There's loads. There's loads. The first person that I really started following on social media that started talking about calorie deficit, and I think he was the person that really triggered in my mind to delve in and, and learn a lot more about weight loss, was James Smith. So if you don't know who James Smith is, he's kind of, I think, got labelled like the Gordon Ramsay. He swears a lot, right? He swears a lot, but he tells the truth. And he's the first one for me that really started to push the notion of a calorie deficit and say, you know, it's all non, all these other, you know, fad diets are nonsense, all this advice from all different people, nonsense. The only way to lose weight is to consume less calories than you burn. And it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter what medical conditions you've got. If you consistently consume less calories than you burn, you are going to reduce your body fat. So, the words calorie deficit now have started being... Um, like I say, a very, very common, and what's associated with people that say calorie deficit, uh, that talk about calorie deficit is tracking calories, is, you know, being more responsible with your calories, working out your calorie burn, and eating slightly less than that, and tracking those calories, and I think that's where people say they're on a calorie deficit diet, what they actually mean is they're counting or, or tracking calories. Um, and for me, from someone that's failed on pretty much every fad diet that's ever been about, and I've tried a lot of them, when I started my weight loss journey in 2014, I wanted to do something totally different. I wanted to, I wanted to step away from the fad diets. I basically said, every method I've tried in the past to lose weight... I'm sticking away from that. So I'm not going to go to an extreme. I'm not going to go to Slimming World. I'm not going to go Weight Watchers. I'm not going to stop eating takeaways. I literally said to myself, I just want to be healthy. And one method I'd never, ever used to lose weight was just looking at calories. Even though the first time I got dragged to my GP with my weight issue, and he said, Neil needs to go on a calorie-controlled diet, over the next however many years it might have been, 20, 30, I can't, I can't quite remember, but 1990, 2000, 2010, when I started my wellness journey, 2024. Uh, so maybe, yeah, 30 years on. No, I started in 2014. Uh, so 24 years on, something like that. Um, I finally decided to give the first bit of advice I got about weight loss a go. And that was a calorie-controlled diet. How did I work out my calories? I didn't have a clue what my fitness pal was. I didn't know what a calorie calculator was. I literally looked at a nutritional label. And it said the average male should consume between 2,000 and 2,500 calories a day. I'm like, I'm possibly not the average male. I'm nearly six foot five. I'm 37 stone. 
So I'm going to do 2,500 calories a day. Uh, after a couple of weeks of doing that, I found it a little bit restrictive sticking to the same amount of calories every day because I still wanted to have a Chinese. I still wanted to go to the pub and have a couple of pints on a Friday night. So I stuck to 2,500 calories a day, but two to three nights a week, I allowed myself what I called a treat where calories didn't really exist. I didn't go crazy, but I did enjoy a main course in egg fried rice from the Chinese one night. I still went to my local pub and had three or four pints on a Friday night. Uh, I used to have a lightly battered fish and peas with my mum on a Wednesday night. These were like what I called my treat nights. And that just, it was flexible. It was sustainable. It was something I knew I was going to be quite happy to stick to for a long period of time. And it just worked. And it's exactly how I coach my clients now. Basically, the most sustainable way there is to lose weight is not sinning food, unhealthy relationship, cutting out carbohydrates, unhealthy relationship with food, lack of energy, lack of one fuel source or one calorie source that is A, pretty low calorie, and B, lights our life up. Again, we're not going to have any long-term success by cutting that out, right? So, Working out how many calories you can uh, you burn in a week, and then just eating a bit less than that. That is the most sustainable way to lose weight. And if you eat less calories than you burn on average consistently, you are going to consistently lose weight. Even if you still eat a pizza, you still eat a McDonald's, you still go and have a few glasses of wine here and there, you will consistently lose weight. So a calorie deficit is not a diet. It is not a weight loss method. A diet or weight loss method is something you put into your everyday life, yeah, on a day-to-day -day basis to help you control your food intake, to help change your eating habits, whether that be a fad diet like Slimming World or Weight Watchers or Keto, or it's just a case of working out how many calories you burn in a week, and working on eating a little bit less than that, it doesn't matter. If you consume less calories than you burn, you are in a calorie deficit. So it's not a diet. A weight loss method will put your body into a calorie deficit. And that's it. That's the basics. Um, I hope that's helped. I hope you are a little bit clearer now on exactly what a calorie deficit is. If you decide to work out your weekly calories, eat a little bit less than that uh, to help you on your weight loss journey and someone says to you, what method are you using for weight loss? You are not gonna say, I am doing a calorie deficit diet. You are gonna say, I am counting my calories, tracking my calories, or how I always like to say it was, I'm just being more responsible with the calories I eat. Uh, if you are struggling to work out how many calories you should be eating or you're struggling on your weight loss journey, I am an online weight loss coach. So if you go onto any of my social media platforms and click on my link tree, you can get in touch with me and I can work out your calories for you and I, or I can get you onto a one-to-one -one plan to help you with your weight loss journey. So get in touch if you want some help. Thank you very much for uh, tuning in to this episode, number three. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. 
Uh, as always, whichever platform you're watching or listening on, if you could give it a like or a thumbs up or a comment and follow and subscribe again to whichever uh, platform you're watching this on, that would be absolutely amazing. And until next time, make sure you are bossing your weight loss.